Welcome to Let's United We Stand podcast, brought to you in association with Betfred, just outside the Bishop Blaze, where you can probably hear fans singing. I'm not going in there. We have copies of United We Stand to sell. It's raining pretty heavily. We do not have uh, umbrellas. And past uh, the chippies. Fried chicken. Champions. Yeah, the familiar. Starful badge. Tickets. Badges. Coming around the corner now to some apples new way. Smell the fish and chips, pies. People stood huddled, getting whatever cover they can, eating the fish and chips, the bright lights of the kitchens, contrasting with the dark light outside and the neon lights on Old Trafford. Uh, it's pretty horrific actually stood on some at Busby Way here because it's raining really hard so it's eased off a little touch second. you had a good impact on um, yeah so it's pretty grim um, Neil Mullen um, how are you feeling about United at the moment? Uh, in a, a very good place mate I've uh, enjoyed the break we had since uh, Fulham obviously we had the Burnley game last week and um, I was thinking about this like if you take it back a calendar year this time last year we, we had Ralph Ranjik, um we still had Pogba and probably players that you know fans weren't in love with necessarily and you know it, it gone badly wrong under Ali. I, I don't know I think it just it, it feels miles better we've got a manager who you know unlike Ranjik with the greatest of respect he's coaching them I think we've got a proper manager for the next few years we've signed players who fans love again you know we've got players now like Martinez Casemiro's absolute world class quality like when he first come in it seemed amazing people were doubting him when you think well are we not lucky to have him the position we're in and uh, yeah I think the last six or seven games before the break started I thought he looked quality Uh, very impressed with Ten Hag and yeah I think everyone's falling in love again centre forward um you know, a bit like your, your mate Carl Anker became obsessed about getting that defensive midfielder. I'm like that with the centre forward now, you know. We just shout for that. <laughs> Leeds yeah. United, we stand three pound. United, we stand three pound. Carry on. He's going. So, yeah, I think we're in a good place. I think um, the fans are happier. The Ronaldo thing became a circus. So probably everyone's just better moving on from now. Because at the end of the day, you know... He did what he did. He was brilliant for us. He was brilliant for a long, long time. I actually enjoyed that he came back and we had that six or seven months. But again, if you go back that calendar year, he wasn't good for the first three months of it. So the natural time came in the summer. It ended a bit messy. But yeah, we can move on from that. Move on from players such as Pogba. And uh, yeah, as long as we're getting lads like Martinez in, uh, who I think are having a positive effect on people like Rashford, I think we look miles better, Andy. Um, quite hopeful for uh, maybe not exactly winning the league but I think there's a cup in us and, and if you get in the top four you go again and can sign better players in the summer so tonight will be a big test first league game back 
I think Rashford's looking brilliant at the moment. His attitude is just a million, million times better than it was last year. He admits he's in a happier place. Leeds United, we stand three pound. Hey, they're going well, to be fair, considering this weather. He's yeah, grim, I know. isn't it? I know. He's grim, you deserve a medal tonight, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're in a good place, and I think if we get that centre forward, because ultimately we're not going to score enough goals there, but yeah. I just, uh, I just see things getting better and better. Two pieces of boots. Right, that is exactly right. Like, with the cards, it's not working the reason. Well, not not well, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll get some rice. Thank you. You've got cards, haven't you? Yeah, we have. <laughs> this year, yeah, but she's not tonight. We've, 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 we've yeah, alright. Thank you, guys. But, right, so that's one hell of an answer to a question, mate. Don't need to ask you anymore. Yeah, you might have to do some editing on that. Oh, no, I like the. This is where we are. Stood shivering on the street, getting absolutely soaking wet. I do. But still looking forward to the game. Well, Late tonight we stand three pounds. I do think as well. You know, Barcelona is going to be a good test, and I think there's something we get through that, and you know, there's potentially back in the championship. Stood in a river. Where, <laughs> you I are can't feel a thing. It's because I walked from Blake about six and a half miles. Oh, ten kilometres. Yeah. Six and a half miles well, to get here. It was my thought. It was all done without checking the weather. Um, work off a bit of that Christmas weight and all that sort of thing. So off I set, and after about 10 or 15 minutes, first was a bad idea, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your time. You're very welcome, mate. Have a good New Year, Andy. Uh, 27 minutes gone. United leading 2-0. You need a Stratford and singing, stand up if you hate Glazers. The Glazer protests have been pretty continuous during this game and before the game, about half an hour before kickoff. Uh, maybe 400 people walk past singing anti-Glazer songs. Uh, they walked from a pub near Old Trafford, walked right down to Matt Busby Way. The good news is that United are leading 2-0. No, this doesn't make up for getting absolutely drenched pre-match. But Marcus Rashford scored and Anthony Martial scored. The two players you want to score, really, because they're both forwards and not scored enough this season. Not been having bad seasons, but they need to be far more prolific. And I, I worried a little bit at the start of this game when you had a, a much changed United lineup because there's a bit of um, flu illness in the squad um, and there are a lot of changes you've got Luke Shaw centre half for example um, I worried that that could just go against United especially when I saw the ball skidding heavily along the pitch because it's been raining non-stop so a two goal cushion puts Manchester United in a, a very um, favourable position at the moment I'd take this now, but equally it'd be really nice to score three, four, five. Uh, Forest have offered nothing really. Um, Forest team are playing very deep. Uh, what about the two goals? Ericsson's corner was really well worked. Marcus Rashford peeled away, lost his man, met the ball, put it in. And then Rashford again cut back and met a Luke Shaw ball. Really good ball actually, to set up Martial for the second so that the rain is still teeming down. Honestly, before the match, it was horrific selling United we stand. It was gutted. We put so much work into it. And then selling a paper-based product in the rain is like, well, making a house of jelly. It's, it's not easy. And we appreciate the support that we had, but shh, just awful. So dispiriting. Anyway, 
the team are lifting spirits a little bit and uh, it's 2-0 so far Forest fans over to my right they've gone pretty quiet with uh, Sammy McIlroy after the game what did you make of that Sam 3-0 against Forest yeah I thought it was comfortable I thought from the, the first goal Manchester United just completely controlled the game and it was good and the way they, the way they had the game management as well in the second half the way they didn't give Forest any real chances although they had a goal disallowed Forest in the first half definitely offside but it was a good complete performance in 3-0 might have been more goals if there's anything to sort of qualm about they should have scored more goals good for Marcus and Anthony Martial to score they've oh, not, probably not scored enough this season especially well Martial's been out through injury mm. but Rashford looks a different player mm. he's back he's got a smile on his face he, um, he's on a run of goals now and it's great to see because you know uh, what he went through over the last 18 months or whatever a year, it's not Marcus Rashford he's back now to show what he can always do it's good to see Casimiro Peerless in ah, the middle yeah, absolutely magnificent and you've seen a lot of him over the years in, uh, in Spain he's an absolute complete player took a little bit of time to get into the side maybe because of transition or whatever I don't know but now he's in there he's magnificent absolutely magnificent remind you of yourself <laughs> no he's a uh, He's a complete all-round midfield player for me. Uh, tackles, positional sense, can spot a pass. His passing tonight was absolutely brilliant. And uh, the ball for the third goal, well, career Brazilian. And Varane? Well, again, he's, he's a class act. You just look at what these two players have won in their career. And they're nice showing it at Manchester United. If Varane keeps fit, that's how he can play. Got a lot of games coming up, Sam. You've, yeah. been, you've been a manager... How would you be looking at this run of games now? A lot of them are at home. Yep. Players have come in after the World Cup. Do you sense a little bit of momentum? Do you sense the squad's in a decent place here? Definitely the squad's in a decent place. And it's up to Ten Hag, I think, how he's using them. So far, I think he's using them right after the World Cup. There's still some more players to come in. And I think he's doing it brilliantly, giving players even games and they're not true positions and they're doing all right. Short centre-half tonight. Didn't step out of line at all. So I, I think, you know, as you said, it's a big month, January. And if he uses the squad to the way I think he can use it, we'll get a few more points. And finally, the manager, is he impressing you? He is. The way he's come in, uh, he's not afraid to make uh, decisions. Big one, obviously, on Ronaldo from day one. No one's bigger than the football club, and he showed that. And I think he's a brave man, which I think we need at Manchester United. And uh, I, I think his football, the way he wants to play, Andy's the right way. Thank you. I'm with Natalie, who's Brazilian and works for ESPN, and she covers lots of Premier League games. She's just been to the World Cup, and she was on this podcast before the Leicester game in September, and we're talking a little bit about Casemiro then, but he hadn't really settled because he just signed. He's absolutely settled now. Man of the match tonight at Old Trafford against Nottingham Forest. Go on, I'll let you talk about one of your compatriots who you knew when he was like, how old? Seven years old or something. <laughs> oh my God. Where can I start? Because I mean, he was just brilliant. Well, I'm not surprised, honestly, Andy. I am not surprised because this is the, the level that we've seen from Casemiro for, for years in Spain and in the national team and before that in Sao Paulo. What I am surprised is the, the level of physicality because he just played the World Cup and he played against Burnley and he played now against Forest and he was just brilliant. He was all over the pitch. 
so and and he has this physical uh, game. So I was surprised with that. Maybe I thought he would be a bit knackered, especially considering all the circumstances uh, in the World Cup, the way Brazil lost, and everybody was really, uh, really devastated. And and Casemiro being one of the captains as well, but he's just so professional. He was absolutely brilliant. And you were out there um, in Qatar. Were they as devastated as it seemed? Yes, really? they were. They were. This uh, Brazilian group, they are very united. They they are very close to one another. And there was this uh, positivity around Brazil uh, before the World Cup and during the World Cup. And if you spoke to the players about the national team, you could feel it. Uh, everyone was really confident, but confident in a good way that good things were going to happen in Qatar so it was a huge shock it was a huge shock for the players and uh, I spoke to a few players uh, after they 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 lost to Croatia and they kept in touch because they were trying to understand what what happened I just spoke to Fred after the match and he said that sometimes they they still talk and try to understand so there's the the the, the mental side as well and and it's impressive how they managed okay it was a few days ago but it's impressive how they managed to just switch off from that and and deliver in such a high level especially Casemiro four Manchester United players in that Brazil squad yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, the idea of seeing one Brazilian in the flesh really yeah. excited me. When Newcastle signed Mirandinha, and now, well, United have got three here because um, Alex Talis is, is away at the moment. Can we talk a bit about Anthony? Because uh, Casemiro's been fantastic. It's not quite happening for him to the same level. Yeah, I think, you know, I was, it's funny because I was watching Anthony during the, the World Cup and hearing from, from Brazilian fans, and they were they were very happy with Anthony. It's, it just seems like his style suited the national team better than Man United, you know? Uh, I don't know if it's in terms of expectations, if maybe the Brazilian fans don't, don't expect as much from him. But I, I don't think it's the case. I think it's just a matter of, of him just fitting in better with the national team than, than Man United. Because he, he, he was... He was an important player when he was. Um, he didn't start uh, the matches. He started against Cameroon, but when he when he was included uh, during the matches, the, he he did well. And here, I don't know. It seems like sometimes it seems like he's playing a different pace than the rest of the team, and and maybe not using the resources that he should. Uh, but he's very skillful and he is uh, very ambitious and he is young and he's a quick a fast learner so uh, maybe it's that uh, there are aspects of his game that uh, eric still can can work on it's still quite early in his united career you yeah. think just time before he settles in and becomes the great player that he could be yeah because you know he is a young player. Not everyone is Casemiro. Casemiro is 30. He's experienced and he's, he's experienced the big stages before. And Anthony, the, this as well, but not in the same intensity and not, not like Casemiro. Casemiro won five Champions League, you know. So, so of course, he would adapt. Uh, but with Anthony, I think it's, it's, it's natural to, to an extent that we will need a little bit more patient to for him to to show his best you know how was it for a brazilian to see argentina crowned world champions okay uh <laughs> there are a lot of brazilians who are very upset because the rivalry is fierce 
and and I love the rivalry because uh, well sport is made of rivalries and and I think it's amazing but on the other side there are people like me who always uh, get behind the South Americans so I was very happy to see a South American uh, team national team to win the World Cup and the way Argentinians the way they live football I followed Argentina throughout the, the tournament and the way they live football it's just it's fascinating they're absolutely passionate about their national team and they support the national team like they support their clubs and they are loud like we love it <laughs> and they are very they're very involved with everything they 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 really know what's happening in their national team. Like I interviewed a lot of fans and they could do like brilliant analysis on, on Argentina. So what happened there and with the Messi factor and 36 years without winning the World Cup, I was happy. I was as a Brazilian, I was very happy to see Argentina winning, but a lot, a lot of Brazilians weren't. So <laughs> their fans, I've never seen an away following like it. I know. I saw them in Brazil uh -huh. when they were, hundreds sleeping out in bus stations in uh -huh. Belo Horizonte and, but you half expect that because it's a neighbouring country uh -huh. then I saw them in Russia uh -huh. how on earth can these people come over in such numbers yeah. and I know lots of them and they're saying oh I sold my fridge my uh -huh. microwave my friend sold his car yes these, these things genuinely happen. They do. You know, I heard, I, I spoke with a lot of fans. I, I was in all Argentina matches. So I heard stories like, oh, I quit my job two years ago to work in Europe so I can earn money in euros and come to the World Cup. Or I, I sold everything back home and I just came. Or uh, you have to understand, I, I, I heard this from an Argentinian. You have to understand that we just come. And we don't have tickets and we find ways to, to, to be uh, in the matches and, and get behind the team. And it's, it's a very interesting uh, profile of fans because you get a bit of everything. You have the, the, the more uh, wealthy fans who, who have the resources to go. But you have these crazy fans who just save money for four years just to watch Argentina play the World Cup. And you have families and you have older people and you have younger and you have kids. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was a, a great story to tell. Was that the biggest following that you saw in Qatar? Oh. By a mile. By yeah. a mile, yeah. yes. No, there were a lot of Moroccans too. Yeah. But I think with Argentina, it, there was like 40,000, 50,000 fans. It was incredible. And they were always the loudest. And I memorized all of their chants, <laughs> all of them, because they, they, they just sing all the time. It's just, and with the instruments, yeah. it's just, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Finally, how do you think Manchester United will do this season? You watch a lot of Premier League football. I think a top four spot is very, very realistic, honestly. Uh, especially if they keep playing like this, uh, everything just seems to glue together. And we're not even talking about Ronaldo not being here anymore because, you know, especially if they do well, if Man United does well in, the, in this transfer window, getting a new striker. So I think that'd be important. But the way they're playing and the way they're clicking, of course, it's Forest and uh, they're not doing really well uh, in this season. But in terms of level of performance, I think it's very realistic that Man United can, can get a, a top four spot. Finally, can you teach me another word which Brazilians <laughs> say? Another English word by just putting a Y on the end because I think I've used them all. Facey bookie. I saw one, <laughs> I saw, I saw one recently. Picky which is obviously a oh, picnic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I need to learn some more because I'm running out of them. And when we discussed it on a podcast, I had loads of Brazilians <laughs> sending different words in.
<laughs> we anglify the, 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 the words, right? Yeah, we do that a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm going to think about a, a good one so next time you... Next time we are, I want some words from you. Yes. <laughs> good night. Profiling, surveillance, data harvesting, there are lots of things not to like about tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? We don't all have $44 billion to borrow and go buying up Twitter. But there are, there's some good news. You don't need to be a billionaire to take a stand for less than £5 a month. You can join others and fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. How do you think that the big tech companies like Twitter make the money anyway? Well, it's by tracking your searches, your video history and everything you click on and then selling your personal data. ExpressVPN helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, a unique identifier that every device has, which allows big tech to track your activity and trace it back to you. That's why we use ExpressVPN. I use them on my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit data for their own profit. The best part is how easy it is to use ExpressVPN. It's a simple app. One tap on a button on your phone or your computer will turn it on. That's all it takes to keep people out of your business. If you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit, it's time you can fight back. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united right now to get three months of ExpressVPN for absolutely nothing. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. expressvpn.com forward slash united. It's post-match after Manchester United have beaten Nottingham Forest by three goals to nil. With me I've got the usual lads, um, Stu Edwards and John, um, to ch chat over the game. Lads, um, appalling conditions but we managed to get the win. Yeah, uh, first half was a bit of a strange one for me, it was a bit of a strange atmosphere, you know, first game back after the World Cup really, league-wise, proper crowd, um, and I thought the first 20 minutes was quite sluggish uh, in lots of aspects of the crowd, It was most of the play was a bit sluggish, uh, but then it just seemed to, you know, take off a little bit, we got the two goals and before we knew it, it was half-time. Uh, second half, again, a bit better, you know, lots of subs, formation changes, but I, I was really, really disappointed with Forrest in terms of what they had to offer they didn't want talk about a team not wanting to close you down at all in that first half it was just a bit of a bizarre setup really yeah i mean when i first 20 minutes you just mentioned there being slow i was a bit worried that the conditions were you know that bad that yeah. you know it might be difficult for united um to but but they in were, the end it, they were puddles weren't they, the yeah comfortable win john yeah, I'd agree with what Stu said. I mean, to be fair, the first 20 minutes I was too busy with, like trying to fall out and get my own head together to worry <laughs> about the game that much. But um, yeah, he took a goal out of nothing um, from, from our best player currently. Um, and then after that, like Stu said, it was, it was, it was plain sailing from there. Disappointed we've not scored more goals, really. But um, Casemiro didn't score. Casemiro didn't score. Best player. Oh, so, well, uh, well, you know, it, uh, at the minute, I mean, certainly going forward, Rashford's, Rashford's our go-to guy, isn't he? Um, He's on fire. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, I thought I thought we played reasonably well. Like I said, should have scored more goals. And as Stu said, I mean, their manager gets lauded for for his tactics, but I mean, I, I could have told you the best way to play against United is to close us down at a million million miles of hour. Just you know, sat and, off, didn't they? and they just didn't do it. Yeah, so um, interested. Yeah, they're the, I think they're the worst team in the league right now, and they, and they look like a team who's bought twenty five new players, don't they? Because they all look quite alien to one another. But no, it, it was it was a professional performance by us, and 
One I think we're starting to see a bit more of at the minute now, where games that should be formalities sort of are formalities. Like, you know, Burnley was a potential banana skin the other night and, and we can throw that quite easily. And, and tonight was someone, and you hope we'll do the same in the next two or three games. Yeah, and I make that as well. Seven clean sheets out of eight at home, which um, regardless of opposition, you know, that's quite impressive, isn't it? Well, yeah, because prior to that, we had seven in the last eight years or something, didn't we? So, um, yeah, it's, it's not even like the, the goalie's having loads to do, you know, f for that to happen. And, you know, it's a makeshift defence again today, but it just goes to show that if you have got that solid sort of foundations in front of the defence, you can cope with having a few players out. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, Casemiro's made a massive difference going back to what Stu's just yeah. said, hasn't he? You know, it's, you know that the tackle he made for, was it was it for, the, sec goal. for the first goal? So, yeah, 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 yeah. It was fantastic. So, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's bodes it bodes well. I think I think we're in a good place. I think he started sliding yesterday for that challenge. It was brilliant, proper old-fashioned, you know, soaking wet pitch. And at first, I thought, did he take the player slightly first before taking the ball? Another day, it might have been pulled back for a free kick. But yeah, it was, he just did that all night. His awareness is just absolutely awesome. We spoke about Rashford um, on. Was it when? I can't even remember. I've lost my days. It's over Christmas. Last so, Wednesday. yeah, yeah. We spoke about Rashford's um, position last Wednesday. He's back on the, in his favoured left um, flank today. Um, but, I mean, we, we've got to be seriously impressive his form at the moment, haven't we? Looking well, great. my only worry with Rashford is, and, I, and I'm, I'm obviously really happy to see Garnacho get some minutes because at the minute he's our, certainly our second best wide player. But you end up in another one of them boats where they're both better on the left and if you start having to shift him out to the right he's not half as, as effective um, so that's my only worry at the minute that our best wingers are still left-sided ones um, but yeah he's, he's just he, he just looks a different player doesn't he and as well on top, yeah on top of that as well you know with us selling Ronaldo now well not selling Ronaldo releasing Ronaldo you know what he's, he's also having to do a shift in the middle quite often as well isn't he? yeah well you've, you've got players there who are interchangeable aren't they you know and that's what, what where we're better on I go back. I always go back to the sort of only days we've really sort of properly enjoyed watching United. It was when Cavani was there and we had Martial and uh, Greenwood was still playing. You know, and it, they would enjoy. To, this, this, me and you haven't have banged the drum for ages that forgetting Ronaldo's goals, the negative impact it has on other players and the way you change players. And you're starting to see what we always said would happen if you know you had them sort of players in there not necessarily natural centre forwards but players who can sort of play anywhere across that front frame they're just harder to mark of course yeah yeah the, the, you know, the, the pace the movement the, the unpredictability of it all and I think that's why they, they're just very difficult to defend against and like I said some of the football it's not perfect yet um, but some of the football today was a joy to watch at times I thought yeah Stuart come back to you just on Rashford because you know how many goals is that now for the season John, I'm he's got 11 or 12 yeah. I think yeah. For us. Yeah. 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 we've said hundreds of times haven't we about where you know like last week it was mentioned as well where is Rashford's best position I think without question it's got to be on the left yeah. now that does cause problems when obviously we're in the situation we're in trying to juggle players and keep you know players happy and game time you know Anthony's failing to impress at the moment on the right <clears throat> uh, obviously Ganacho came on second half and played on the left which I think Rashford went down the middle until he went off so you are you are juggling players about you know if Martial can stay stay fit he's, he's your number nine I suppose uh, going forward uh, until we bring someone in but yeah in, in current form he, he is pretty much unplayable when he's in that form Rashford his pace and obviously his awareness because like I said that pass for the first uh, sorry for the second goal um, for, for, for Martial was, was spot on as well so. I think those two have quite a good understanding yeah. though, especially in, not necessarily in terms of playing 1-2 sort of Cole and York style but just in terms of the positioning yeah. who goes where you know when they swap over they just sort of have that bit of we've been together they, yeah, five they, years now haven't they, they just give, I think yeah. you just get a little bit more when those two play together yeah
I just want to come on to Anthony because you know, obviously, eighty million. You know, we, we are going to sort of start judging him. I don't want to be too um, critical because he's still a young player, and any any United fan, you know, should be should realise that we have we're going to have forwards that are inconsistent when they're young. Um, but is, you know, what what's your thoughts on him at the moment? Is it? I mean, he does he does he shows glimpses, doesn't he? But yeah, there's, like there's that polished diamond about him. There's sort of like you know, you could make a great. YouTube clips about him couldn't hear where he's yeah. beat a man on the wing but at the end of the day it's about productivity and he doesn't show enough of that he's got a goal in him which is shown but he's not creating enough for me for the forwards um, he's a bit predictable he's going to go down one side he's going to cut in on his left and there's, there's something there to work with you can tell this they've yeah. got a lot of ability but it's not yeah. It's like he looks like a young player basically yeah. you know when they do come through and they just need to learn the game a little bit more but I mean I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and the fee won't it's, help him in that sense right? no of course it won't um, but you know he's clearly a confident player he's clearly um, got a lot to learn yet but I think he's under the right manager and um, I think it probably next season when you're going to have to really judge him but I think that's spot on John to be fair I think I was going to say exactly the same and you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt he's, he's come in I suppose you know and World Cup being middle of the season and he, and he didn't play much obviously in the World Cup did he? No. He's still out there training every day but he, he did look like he hadn't been to the World Cup almost tonight his decision making passes were behind players he just looked off the pace but again there's a player there Let's just hope we don't see him for like Barcelona or Madrid in three or four years' time. Yeah, he just looks very sort of mentally immature, I think, as a footballer. You know, in terms of well, like, like we've one. seen so many times. Yeah, in terms of, like you know, looking good on the ball or yeah. of these little skills, they're pointless unless you're putting the ball in the net. Um, and you'll hope he'll at least go down that route where you realise that the show pony stuff isn't particularly necessary. And especially when you're getting young lads, i.e., in terms of Ganacho, who don't you know have cost the club nothing, coming on the pitch, you know, a lot younger, and 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 doing the simple stuff well. That's when it makes it look even worse when you've paid we, 80 million pounds. Well, we've, I mean, we've clearly overpaid for him, haven't we? We've paid double what we should have done because, you know, it's a last minute signing. So, yeah, yeah. I don't personally, it's not my money, you know. <clears throat> you know, United are going to get. It's his fault either. You know, you know exactly. Yeah. United yeah. are going to get tucked up. You know, he was desperate to come, which for me was a better sign than anything else. You know, he was desperate to come here. You don't want him to be like another Memphis, do you, maybe? You know, to, to, to struggle for the next year or two. Ends up with his head down. Yeah. Get, get, bin, that, get that, binned that, off. Yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting you say that as well because that's why I don't mind some of this um, sort of like you can clearly see he's got a, quite a big ego yeah. and I don't want that knocking out of him because he's going to need that if he's going to he's got, know, that, Bra- he's got that Brazilian in him and he, you know yeah. you, you've got to have that as players but um, yeah it's just, it's just a learning curve and like it can eat, it's like a flick of a switch sometimes with players you know what my concern is his right foot's awful <laughs> it really is and that does make you really alright fair enough one foot's going to be better than the other but it does make you very predictable if he knows he has to cut in every time yeah I noticed today as well we was on a break at one point and he actually rather than kicking the ball with his right foot he actually kicked it he with the outside know. of his left yeah, yeah it was strange yeah. but yeah I, I, I get, get your point there definitely um, spoke about our new front line um, old face returning today Jesse Lingard um, I had quite a lot to say actually today um, what's your views on that because I I am a bit mixed, to be honest. I bet he's regretting not going to West Ham. Yeah, yeah he's. Huh. I always quite liked Lingard, and I was happy to see him come back. But it was pretty clear he had. To, if if he was going to come back, he had to play because I don't imagine he's one of those people who's a great mm. in the dressing room when he's not playing. Yeah. Um, he's been a good player for United, not a great one. If we've got ambitions to go to the top, it was the right thing to let him go. He was that age, but, wasn't but, it? but yeah, but we've he gave us some good memories. I remember nearly falling off tier two at Wembley when he scored that goal in the cup final he got another one in another cup final so good player but yeah time to move on I've got nothing bad to say about him yeah exactly yeah you know over social media you could admit you know but again you know as he mates with Rashford and whatever and that obviously I'm sure affected Rashford maybe to a certain degree as well one of his best mates leaving the club but 
It's happened before, it happened again. He doesn't strike me as a bad lad, he's just he's one of the people who will irritate the sort of, yeah. you know, your, your 50-year-old white, white van man types. You know, you know he's going to annoy them sort because he's bang into his social media and all the yeah. things that I mean, we're not you make yourself an easy target when you don't get on the pitch don't you yeah. yeah I think there was a couple of things last year I, I, I think personally it was better for everybody if he went to West Ham for 20 million you know before the start of last season but I did start to feel sorry for him when he, I think he got a winner against West Ham mm. he was a big part of a, a winner against Villarreal at home at yeah. Old Trafford and I did think that he probably deserved a bit more chances at that time but you know it's when all the stuff started, you know, Solskjaer was well, under pressure, he yeah. had his um, tweets about West Ham. It was you know. weird though, wasn't it? Solskjaer made that decision yeah. to bring him back and then just didn't play him. Didn't play yeah, him. and then there was that thing as well when we went out of the FA Cup because he, he said he didn't want to play, didn't he? Do you remember against Middlesbrough? Yeah. So, you know, it's all, it's okay moaning about Ralph Rangnick not giving you five minutes at the end of your, um, you know, but you're not owed anything. You know, if you refuse to play in the FA Cup and we get knocked out, then yeah. you know that's 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 a reflection. I, I on think you, not I think he's. Well, I mean, he's not exactly ripped up trees at Forest, does it? it? Like I said, he should have gone back to West Ham, where he kind of fit the profile of player that they need in that particular team. But he, he doesn't suit. He suits sort of being a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond. I think. I don't think he's good enough to play at the very highest level. Um, he's good enough to be a squad player, but obviously that weren't enough for him. So anyway, he got a send off, didn't he? He got applauded as he went round the pitch after an injury, and I did wonder <laughs> yeah. if he um, sort of staged that, yeah, because he. <laughs> He seemed to lap it up quite a bit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think definitely. so too. Okay, um, yeah, moving on then, just last, lastly, I just wanted to cover Varane and Casemiro because there's something going on there, isn't there? I mean, some incredible performance has been turned in this season by that pair. Well, I mean, you think what they've won over the years. Um, I was concerned of, you know, the reasons of why they've come to the club. I know Myrtle said in the magazine that, you know, they haven't come, they haven't come for money. Um, so that's it, the wage slips, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, the the top class players aren't they? Top class professionals, <laughs> especially Casemiro, because I think he's he's still got that desire about him, hasn't he? You can just tell he's yeah. you know he's a leader on the pitch. He, what I liked more about him, that I, I thought he'd be one of them sort of steady Eddie, win the ball, pass it five yards. But he's more like he's he's a bit more like Bruno plays there. You know, he can give the ball he can give the ball away with yeah. some stupid passes sometimes. But his um his range of passing's fantastic. He's got a shot in him, yeah. No, fantastic no, player. Outstanding. Just head and shoulders t- tonight. It wasn't that difficult. I mean, like, like the United players were, you know, sevens and eights. Rashford's going to run him close for man of the match, but before you both say it, it's Casemiro. <laughs> um, no, he was just uh, just brilliant all over the pitch. When I say all over the pitch, it wasn't like like a bull in a you know china shop sort of thing, but in the right place. He just it just seems to be in the right place at the right time, and he can read like, like a snooker player, like read three or four shots he did it in, in advance. Cup, didn't he, d- he knows where to be like in 10-15 seconds he did it in just, a while it's just natural until, until he until he shut out of that tackle and put um, Modric for on goal for their equaliser <laughs> but you could you could tell he was he was, he was Brazil's best player in the world Cup, I saw um, there was a couple of times today where I was a bit panicky about a re- United red card because Malassia and Casemiro jumped into two um, I'd like have to see him back on telly there might be nothing but in the ground it, they, they did look like um, they lunged a bit which um, was a worry at the time um, so We've got Bournemouth next, and you know these are the types of games Wolves. where. Wolves, sorry, Wolves, sorry, sorry, I mean at home, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Wolves and then Bournemouth, and over the last couple of years, he's always been like a period where you thought, yeah, United can get some points now, and it's never been the case. Um, you know, can we be confident here because we've got Bournemouth on the third of Jan, Wolves who didn't look great yesterday um, when they played. Who they played Everton? I'd never say I'm confident with United in that sense, but I think we've lost one in fourteen. I think now in all comps. Yeah. Um, 
it'd be nice to get a couple of defenders back I think for them games but yeah of course you should be confident it feels it's, a bit different it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah the momentum building fixtures as well yeah. like you said we, we, for, for years we used to get easy fixtures over Christmas and it was like a guaranteed 12 points wasn't it but yeah. with them sort of games again but yeah you, you've got to win him because then we have got a tricky run coming up after Ma- that Martinez coming back into the squad if he's, if he's sobered up yet you know he's got to come back into the frame you know um, so it's, it's about keeping everyone fit apparently there's a bit of a bug like everyone's got at the moment around the camp or within the squad this week um, so you know you've, you've got to contend with that as, as well uh, it's January nine games I think we've got in, in January but yeah after the Wolves game we've got we've got four home games in ten in ten days yeah. three shit kickoffs Friday night eight o'clock you know and then it's all wrapped off uh, by City at home on the Saturday so a, a mad two weeks really and lots of points but yeah you'd be happy I suppose if you only dropped maybe two points study here now from all those games wouldn't you yeah I, I think you'll yeah. win them all personally I don't, yeah. going into the running fixtures you know Wolves we've got Wolves Bournemouth I think we've got a couple of cup games, haven't we? Yeah, we've I mean, got to win them all. Win them all. Go into that game with a bit of. Um, It'd be a nice bit of to see um, the city game. You know, I, I, I think we all feel the same about Manchester Derby. You can't be arsed with them, but you know, um, it will actually be good to see where United are because I, I, I did feel even before the match um, in September, October, was it September, yeah. October? that it was came a bit too soon for us. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the worry with that game was, because we went into that with some good momentum, didn't we? We won yeah, like three yeah. or four in a row. And yeah. they just like completely switched off from what they've been doing so well. Yeah. Um, you'd hope it'll be different this time. But Casemiro didn't start that, did he? No, he didn't, no. Yeah, uh, I think we had Scott McTominay playing in midfield. Who, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to jump on his case like everyone else does, but he's not that level, is he? You know, no. Ericsson's playing well. He seems like he's properly settled in. Fernandez is doing a lot of the good stuff that you know went in terms of creativity. So, you no, know, uh, other than perhaps that right wing spot, the team's pretty much settled. And you know, for, for, do you remember for ages we we always used to say, you'd, when you were picking United's first choice team you could have arguments on five or six positions and it's not the way to have a team you need to be able to have eight or nine players who go you start when we've yeah. got a big game yeah. and I think we've got that at last now You'd, well, we're going to need it aren't we yeah, yeah. But after, other, you know, other than maybe that right wing spot you wouldn't after, say there's a position where it's close after Wolves and Bournemouth you know two cup games where he's going to tinker's the wrong word he's got to use the squad yes. but at the same time Massive games, the League Cup. You know, you won game. But is it? Is that the quarter final away from yeah. the semis? So you know, we need to talk about this pot getting a pot in the cabinet. Everton's third round the FA Cup. Anything could happen. But that that Charlton game, three days before City, he's going to mix. Is he going to mix it up? Is he going to go full strength side? Well, so I that mean, could. The, the team just looks a lot fitter though as well. What they've done <clears> under him, you know. I mean, you do have to mix it up a little bit. But what is good if you can get games like today where the game's won after an hour, yeah. and you can make three or four subs and bring legs, spare legs on. You know, that's that's what what will make a massive difference because Guardiola does it well at Sitter there's so many games when he has the game won by 60 minutes and he can change three players with yeah. you know like like for like players and I, mean, I think that's why he can get away with keep playing strong to that, well, today should have been a lot sooner shouldn't it we, we sh- it should have been six or seven today to be fair right we'll wrap it up with man of the match quickly then Stuart I've already told you Casemiro end of yeah, it's come a close on, between them two, on. but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it Casemiro <laughs> again today. Yeah, yeah. Well, You're both yeah. wrong, it's Rashford. Yeah, it's not, what? <laughs> yeah. It was close, but... No, cheers to everybody that bought the mag. Both the lads here had a, sh- a shocker tonight. Abs- absolutely um, drenched from head to toe. Worst conditions this season. We have been quite lucky with the rain this season, but tonight was absolutely horrible. So cheers to everyone that bought the mag. It does make it a bit worthwhile, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, new one out next week, haven't they? Yeah, new one out versus Bournemouth. And I hope everybody had a great Christmas and has a good new year. year. Cheers. Thanks. Right, I'll leave you still. You've got a full car anyway. Right.